0: welcome to another CornerCast podcast at Caster's Corner. We're really happy to have you back again, and we're continuing our Collector's Origin series on the CornerCast uh, this week with MU Review's own, and Little Geek's, uh, DJ. So, let's see. So, how did this come about? Well, I want to say three or four years ago, probably, maybe, um... I went to a toy event in New York um, that DJ still goes to, but it's more geared towards little kid stuff. It's not really has tell go, but what they show off is not what we usually cover um, or the things we in- we're interested in. So it doesn't really make sense for us to go. Uh, and they switched to a YouTube um, requirement and we don't really do YouTube that much. So it kind of knocked us out of the running. So between like not really being worth it um, and then having an additional requirement, it made sense that we just didn't, we don't do it. Uh, But DJ continues to go with Little Geeks. Um, I think his kid revealed, one of the kids revealed um, some of the toys this year. So that was exciting to see that video. I know that kid, I've met that kid. Um, up on stage in a, in a video from the toy associate, no, not toy association, somebody that ranks toys, um, that does the hottest toys every year. So, um, so that's how I met DJ. And actually it was through Brian, uh, from fanboy factor. Uh, I was standing in line to get onto this boat. It was like this cruise ship kind of deal. And they had all the levels had different toys on them and they had our and everything. And I get seasick, so I was like, oh, God. But it was supposed to be in doc, and I wasn't supposed to get sick. But So we're standing in line, and Brian and I had been talking most of the day. And I had gone to this really eye-opening event in the morning, which was how to run a website. And it was something that um, I really, I don't know, kind of hit home um, because... I treat this this like a second job. I take it pretty seriously. I invest a lot of money and time into it. And so when I went to this event and they were talking about how to design your site, how to interact with people, how to be part of social media, how to make sure that your stuff gets shared out correctly, one of the things they said was to have an exit strategy. And I think that a lot of these websites were doing something that was intermediate or they were selling a product or it it felt more like they were trying to get out of it. Whereas with this podcast, I figured I think the podcast was maybe like a dream in my back in, in the back of my head. But for the website, it was, it was a passion. It was something. And, and, you know, they brought all that up and it just never, I know I'm going in circles. Um, it was really hard for me to sit through because I realized they were talking about doing evergreen stories. They were talking about doing, um, things that were worthwhile. They were talking about how to interact on social media. They were, they were just doing a lot of things that I was looking at. And frankly, we just weren't doing, um, between everybody that was writing the site and you can hear the little guy in the background. He's not happy at the moment. Um, but Where was I going with this? Yeah. So it it was a lot of things that we weren't doing and I thought we should be doing. And it kind of flew in the face of things we had been doing for, I don't know, 10 years, nine years. And I had an epiphany so much so that in the middle of the meeting, I got up and I wandered New York for about two hours (laughs) and they came back to listen because I was so overwhelmed and I was so moved by it. And I really just didn't know because a lot of these places were also selling a product. (coughs) They weren't just reporting things. It wasn't about a site that reports things. It was a site that was selling advice and recipes. And it, it was talking about, it wasn't just toy reviews. It was before influencers were a thing or were a known thing. Like it wasn't like a term, like an influencer wasn't a term yet. So it felt very much, it felt very different, but it also felt like it was talking to us a lot. So I wandered the city. Uh, I went to Toys R Us. I went to Midtown Comics. I walked around for a couple hours, and I was the only one that went to the seminar. And Brian didn't go, DJ didn't go, Jesse didn't go. So all the guys, Bill didn't go. So all the guys that would normally go to this stuff with me, um, didn't go to it. I was the only one. So I kind of walked out like glassy eyed. And afterwards, um, we went to, I went over to the boat and Brian, this is a long way to say, this is how I got introduced to DJ. So I got introduced to DJ. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I've seen your stuff. Okay, cool. You're doing a website for a line that might be dying. And it did end up dying. Um, Before, not, but not before it gave us some amazing figures. So I didn't really interact with them that much. It was just like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you kind of thing. Uh, and then I went through a thing. I got seasick on a stationary boat. Saw a lot of toys, did a lot of stuff. And then I walked back to the train with Brian. And I just asked a lot of but why questions. And anybody that knows me, I las- I like to ask a lot of but why questions. Like but why, but why, but why. And so I was asking all those, but why questions and he couldn't answer them. He just kept saying, well, that's what you do. Well, that's what you do because that's what they want. Cause the companies want you to put up the press releases. And I said, why not write a story or why not just edit yourself? Like don't put up everything that comes to you. Be selective, be deliberate. Um, If it doesn't kind of move the needle, if it, if you're not putting a buying link to Amazon, if you're not putting a sponsor link in there, if you're not doing something that makes it yours, uh, why bother doing it? Why are you spending all this time on it? And he couldn't answer. He just, that's what you do. And I didn't buy it. I didn't think that that was what you should do. And ever since then, it's kind of been my thing where, and you see this, that's why I didn't, we don't post a lot of press releases. We'll share them out on social media, Um, if the companies post them themselves, we do that for diamond as much as we possibly could diamond select. Uh, but running just a straight up press release that is everywhere. Doesn't really move the needle for us. So we kind of cut back on that while other sites still do that. And that's fine. I mean, that's their model. That's fine, but it doesn't work for us. Um, kind of feel like I know who I am and I know kind of what the site is now and th- there's changes coming up, and we'll talk more about them as we go through collector Origins, because there's reasons for that. Um, But anyway, so DJ. So then I went to another summer one that was somewhere around that Barnes & Noble, around 20th Avenue by the Toy Building, and I just remember passing the Museum of Sex on the way there, and... Brian, I don't think went or he went later, but DJ was there and he was the only person I knew. So we started talking a lot because he had just started to get stuff from Hasbro samples and I was blown away by how much he got and you can hear the little guy in the background. Um, I'll be right back. Maybe I gotta figure out how to pause this. I haven't ever had to pause it. Okay. Sorry, the little one had to go out. So Jackson got a potty break, our little mascot. Yes, you. Anyway, so at the party with DJ, and we talked a lot and friended each other on Facebook. And then we, you know, post, like things, share things like that every once in a while. But it wasn't until, I don't know, it might have been Toy Fair last year when I did a podcast with him and Jesse at the place that we kind of start talking and i would say probably over the last year we've become really good friends drove all the way to long island to get a tv from him we've done a few podcasts together if you go back and listen to them they're they're really good ones um he was one of the first podcasts that when i started doing this again that i decided it didn't always have to be about toys so we are i don't know if weight loss buddies is the right word Uh, he's been an inspiration watching him kind of do his fitness, um, journey. And the last few weeks I've been kind of saying, I got to get ready for San Diego. So I'm working out multiple times a week. I'm putting in the work, watching what I eat. And it's nice to be accountable to somebody. We check in with each other every week Uh, or I check in every week when I weigh in and, and he checks in when he does. And it's nice to have somebody that's kind of encouraging um, and going through the same thing, we're the same. We're about the same age. We're about the same weight. Yeah, I think he's a little taller than me. So, it, it's nice to just have somebody to go through it with, and somebody that understands all this social media slash website stuff. So, it's it's been a really good build of a relationship, and I really value all these guys that I've become friends with from jesse to dj and bill and jr and and jq and brian and hopkins all the people that i've had on the podcast and pharaoh and aqua and like i'm just really happy with all these people that i'm getting to know if i left you out i apologize um but yeah it's just been mike our, our friend who's into star wars that i worked with at museums it's everybody So it's, it's been nice to kind of make these relationships because I think that's one thing as an adult, I think is a little bit harder to do. You're not in school, you're not forced into situations, you don't always like the people you work with. So it's been nice to kind of build these, what feel like long-term lasting friendships. And even though me and Jesse aren't talking a lot right now, just because of, you know, work and schedules and, and all this doesn't mean we're any less close and same thing with DJ where we go through these ups and downs. And I think that happens with everybody. So, so I did the collector's origins with DJ and he was one of the ones that I could really relate to because we're in the same age bracket. We're within a month of each other. As far as birthdays go, um, just turned 40. And so I recognize a lot of the stories, but it was different. And he has a different perspective because he's got two kids that are, you know, part of little geeks and they are sharing in his passion. So it's interesting to see how they're gravitating towards um, the same things that we're like. And I think I saw a Facebook post that he posted the other day. It's like, are, are we the last somebody posted? Are we the last great generation of collectors? And he posted something like teach Now, if we teach them well, and I just, that song popped into my head, that 60 songs, like, you know, teach your children what? Like, I can't, I'm not going to sing it, but that, and, um, it just popped into my head and it was kind of like one of those things where, yeah, you're right. You can pass it on. And I've been involved in, that sounded wrong. Um, I have friends who have kids and it's been really interesting to see how they're impacted with the stuff we do and how that influences. And it's really fun to share that. I mean, I remember I used to go hunting in the toy biz days with my best friend, Brian and his daughter, Kaylee and she was great cause you could just, you know, she's seven or eight, just throw her on your shoulders. She'd get to the top shelf really easy. Um, pick up everything, look under the little risers, find stuff, look down below shelves. She was perfect. Um, and, and it's just fun to, to pass that on. So I know I'm rambling. Uh, so collector's origins with DJ. So DJ, it, it was a really good talk. And last year when we ended it, you know, we were talking about what the future is and, and all this stuff. So you'll see a little bit different perspective. We talked about Toys R Us. We talked about how we collect today. We talked about the different things. So it's, it was a good one. We had a little technical difficulty with the internet at the time. So you might hear a couple little hops and jumps and bumps throughout it. Um, but it, it was fun. It was good. And it it was the start of what the podcast with DJ have become and it's expanding past the toy thing. So thank you all for sitting through this rambling long intro Um, we appreciate you listening. Remember to like and subscribe and rate and review and share the podcast on iTunes and the Google play store and stitcher. And let us know if you want to hear it somewhere else. We'll try to get our feed up there too. Remember to visit our sponsor, Mike's comics and stuff. Um, I can't express enough because we buy a lot from him, um, even though he is a sponsor, we still go to him for a lot of things for our Marvel legends when Hasbro isn't nice enough to send him over. And I, I can't tell you it's, he's been a godsend one year, you know, be getting into Mezco because he's got a good selection and a good price and great shipping. Um, so please visit Mike's comics and stuff. You'll see a link to his store in the body of this. Article slash podcast post post that's the word I was looking for, so please go there and please remember to follow us. We're at Casters Corner on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So, without further ado, without me rambling at the last minute, because you know why do things early. Um, please enjoy the DJ. The K. I'm reading. Apparently, I can't read because I'm looking right at the title. Please enjoy. The CornerCast Podcast number 53, Collector's Origins, with the creator and owner of Little Geeks and MU Review, DJ. That's a challenge of having kids, though. It certainly is.
1: Yeah. What are you drinking? This is Broken Angel from Trillium. Okay. It's a Belgian strong ale.
0: You're Mr. Beer over there, aren't you? I am. It's
1: 9% alcohol.
0: I'm going with margaritas tonight because Costco has a that's... super bottle. So you just put it So is there go.
1: alcohol already? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. It's got
0: tequila and triple sec. It's all set. All right. So you just so put it over ice. That's the whole package. It's Saturday night. Why not? Um, so is, is this
1: uh I, I do have a question is this a, an episode of saturday night losers
0: no not at all saturday night losers right. is on hiatus but, okay. but we, right. we are still saturday night losers
1: i i was going to reference uh, and yeah we'll see maybe i still will you'll what? hate it no what? It? go ahead huh? oh no it's got to be fresh okay it won't be funny if it's not fresh
0: so <laughs> so what do you got what are you collecting these days what do you uh, I am. What are you hunting for? What you're out looking for?
1: I am horrifyingly head over heels in love with Transformers in 2018. As of late 2017, it it has become an unfortunate obsession. Why? Because it's very expensive. It is an incredibly unfocused market. There are just such an absurd amount of options out there that are just different enough to be annoying.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and of course, I have nothing but love and respect for for the the content old own, owner uh, Hasbro, but there okay. are options out there that are that are are pretty crazy, and there are things that Hasbro, being a mass market company, can't really Do. get with right. as far as design and, and detail and.
0: Well, the avenues to get the stuff out too must be well, harder, of course, because now we're, yeah. we're down Toys R Us. Toys R Us is practically gone. So now we're stuck with whatever Walmart and Target decide to put on shelves. So it makes it a lot harder for them to have avenues to put stuff out. Um, So were you a fan of the Transformers growing up?
1: I was a very big fan of Transformers growing up. I I, I honestly don't know when I lost touch with it. Probably when the the Bayverse movies started to really kick in. But as a kid, I had all G1 on lockdown. 87 movie was a big favorite.
0: What was well, it What was it like? What was your first Transformer? Do you remember? What got you hooked? What was oh the free sample that got you hooked?
1: Oh, no, it wouldn't have been a free sample. It would have been a, a mom and dad budget. Well,
0: yeah, but for a kid, that's a free sample.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I guess that makes sense. Uh, it, it may have been... Oh, you know I, I can't even remember. I, I know I had Metroplex. I know I had Fortress Maximus and, and the crazy big ones. But the the smaller baby ones the the ones that probably started it all uh, about as vivid a memory as the whole of first grade I guess
0: did you did you get into them early like do you see I I always liked jazz but I never had a G one jazz it was just it was past like he was released after I started getting into collecting or got into the transformer toys so you know Optimus was a annual you know perpetual annual on the shelf and Bumblebee and things like that but jazz and all the first first wave just wasn't in cards for me like megatron starscream jazz all those never i never saw those as g1s
1: yeah i don't think i saw those anywhere on my toy shelves uh certainly obviously later in life i have them but no we're, we're probably talking prior to the movie um and then certainly well after the movie that was that was kind of on fire
0: so, so who, who, whose favorite movie character
1: uh Probably Rodimus, uh, Rodimus Prime, and and Springer, those, those two are, are big 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 joys of mine.
0: How do you like the new Rodimus?
1: Uh, the, the Hasbro
0: one. Yeah, the new the big I, the leader class.
1: Did you? So, so I I feel like we're we're really just diving right into the, the most recent collector life because it was at Hascon, uh, sometime last year that I saw that in a glass case and i said whoa i want to feel like transformers again and even though i had maybe picked up one or two of the the combiner wars or the titan's return mm-hmm. i was like this is incredible that's it's now they're making the toys that i wanted as a kid so i i i kind of started obsessively waiting for that to come out and i grabbed him and now he's on display over my shoulder with his let me kill mr uh, cousin the uh Rodimus Unicronus, the, the black and purple version with a, a badass goatee.
0: So, okay. So, what's it? What's it like finding toys nowadays, for you? Like, what's it? What, what's the typical kind of procedure for you to get toys, besides getting them uh, so in the mail?
1: Right, and that's always one of the most fun ways to do it. But there's there's still the element of the hunt for me. Um, it's less than it used to be. I, I'm kind of living vicariously now through the, the Little Geeks. Mm-hmm. The the two little kids that take up ninety nine percent of all time. It's you know I I get to watch through their eyes as we walk into a toy aisle because we don't ever go to Target we don't ever go to Walmart we don't go anywhere without the toy aisle on the list. Mm-hmm. And you know it depends what what day of the week or you know how things go but we establish the rules beforehand. No toys tonight but we can look mm-hmm. and then we always fold when something brand new is out. we haven't seen before.
0: I mean, how but could it's, you not?
1: right. Exactly, it, it's it's all part of being a, a collector and, and a nerd. And it, it, interesting target story when the uh, when they did Voltron, the Playmates did Voltron the, the first uh, when they redid the eighty classic lines. Mm-hmm. I brought the two little guys with me, and we actually I had stayed home sick from Mark. I really didn't feel well, and we were there with the intention of getting Nyquil.
0: And I was like, "We're going to
1: check the toy aisle." There was a woman there, and I was like, "Do you happen to have to you?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'll go look in the back." And she comes out and she hands me the wrong thing. I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't it." I'm like, "It's this, and this." She's like, "Oh, you're a collector." And I'm like, "How does that sound like a bad word?" What is? What have I done to you? I just want to buy a toy. <laughs> so, yeah. sorry. Interesting offshoot. We're drinking. No,
0: today. no, no. It's it's okay. I think I think that's the thing. Like, you're walking in with two kids. You're looking for toys and I I mean, why wouldn't they want to help you? Like
1: at the bottom, why wouldn't they want to sell you something?
0: I think that's the hardest part of collecting today where it's, it's, these are made for us in a lot of ways. I mean, the 84 line is definitely made for us from playmates, Uh but I mean, what's the problem with selling us what we want to buy?
1: Right. And, and the, the bizarre store-enforced street dates that don't actually mean anything or, or jive with anything. Mm-hmm. There are rules and restrictions in place that just don't make any sense. To, to professional collectors, I would call us at the very least, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, we do stuff with the toys at least. like They're not just sitting on a shelf that nobody sees. We're reviewing them. We're putting them up and things right. like that. So, so taking your kids to the store is a pretty regular occurrence for you. Was that something you got to do as a kid? Were you out hunting and looking for toys with your parents?
1: Oh, yeah. My parents hated it. There was a place uh, in the, the town I grew up in called Eisenstadt's. It was like a big hardware store, but they had a toy section, and we had a, a Caldor, I think. Mm-hmm. So the, getting out of Glen Cove was a 25-minute affair. We didn't do it a lot. But in Glen Cove, we had those two, and a little bit later on, we had KB Toys. And those were weekly occurrences, Maybe once every other week, at, at the very least.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it's, it was ingrained in me. Uh, My father took, a, he used to do, uh, and he would go to Texas, to California. I'm like, Dad, Inspector Gadget's out there. Dad, Voltron, in fact, is in Texas. And he ended up missing his flight to get me Voltron.
0: Um, so, I'm going to pause for a second. It's in the blood. I'm going to pause it for a second. Hold on. sorry, we had a technical issue back, but so you were saying that, um, you were telling your dad that Voltron was in Texas and, and California in the eighties.
1: Yeah. He had, uh, apparently the, I mean the original, original diecast metal Voltron had just hit market and people were seeing it. I don't remember what Avenue I found out. I don't know what pen pal group I had going on. It might've been a cousin that I had out there or something like that. But, uh, he was out hunting for me in Texas, and I think there was a hurricane going on back here. It was all kinds of disastrous and shenanigans, but I had a Voltron. That's amazing. I don't have that Voltron anymore. Yeah, he was good at it. I, Like I said, it's in the blood.
0: So you had Caldor, you had your little shop, you had Toys R Us later, KB, all those yep. things open to you. What's um, the toy you never got as a kid that you always wanted to get? <sighs> snake
1: Eyes. Never had an original Snake Eyes. Before there was before there was Transformers, there was G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was the, the real first first, I think.
0: Like the 80s was perfect for us. Like right? it just yeah. it just bred. Like Star Wars kicked it off in the 70s and then everybody wanted something like Star Wars. So it was just a constant influx of He-Man and Voltron and uh G.I. Joe and Star Wars, Thundercats, like all that stuff. So,
1: Thundercats, yep. And you have them all too, I'm sure, right? Yeah, you, like, you were...
0: yeah, no, it was, I, I think, I think it went by theme. So, it depends. Like, Christmas was always a theme. Like, if it was Voltron, it was all Voltron. You know, I got the the lions that you put the pilots in, and I got the castle, and, you know, the whole thing. Or if it was Thundercats, it was everybody from Thundercats. It wasn't like, oh, I got a lion now and I got a snake eyes, like, it was, no, I got Lionel, and Panthro, and Chitara, and I, and, you know, the Skycutter, and the Thunder Tank, like, it, it was, you just got everything, or well, at least, I got everything, and then, uh, it, it very similar. yeah, so, yeah, we did, had
1: our Star Wars Christmases, yep,
0: so, what did that do for you as a kid in school, were you the kid that had everything, or were there other kids that were equally as blessed, so I,
1: I was definitely one of the kids that had had everything um, with toys. We, we definitely did very well with toys. Our cousins always loved to come over and play. I can remember staging just epic, sweeping battles with G.I. Joe vehicles. Uh, we had the mobile command center with the gigantic mortar cannon in the middle. I had the, the general, all these crazy big vehicles. And my cousin would come over with his, like, little 13-man night strike force, and he'd be like, ha-ha, I got you. And I'd be like, mobile command center from around the couch. Here's the general. Here's a few jets. You're effed, and it's over.
0: Did you, and did you it, get the flag? Did you get the flag?
1: Never had the flag. I never. Know, yeah. Even if I wanted the flag, I, I, I wanted the flag, but there, there was no space for the flag. We lived in a two-family house in an upstairs apartment. That thing was the size of a garage. So
0: did we. That is the exact way I grew up. Like, same thing. But I had the drum sitting next to the flag. It was epic. It was amazing. Yeah, we had the drum. It was. It took up the entire living room. L- literally yep. took up the living room. Where, If we set it up, because it wasn't always set up. Like, the main command center was set up, but the bottom sides were kind of taken off when we had company. But I remember <laughs> the, the Christmas... <laughs> The Christmas that I got it, I just remember inviting kids over from school, and just being like, leading them into the room and going, Ha, ah, look what I got! <laughs> it's just amazing." Did
1: they did they hate you or did they love you?
0: Um, I had one friend who was a real asshole that sent my mom on a wild goose chase because he insisted that his mother found um, Castle Plundar and the Cat Slayer before the Cat Slayer was a toy at this little chain of like five and ten, it's called McCrorys, and he insisted that he his mother found them there as toys. So my mother drove the state to try to find them. Come to find out he made it up just because he was jealous.
1: He was So basically this kid trolled your mom hardcore. Before trolling was a thing. Before on the island that is amazing.
0: <laughs> no, that's like the um, the Marvel legend that everybody says was produced, but never could get confirmation that Johnny Johnny Storm that somebody found at yep. Times Square Toys R Us that was painted in the classic colors, but it was more modern. Yeah, like no, that doesn't exist. But everybody tried to find one. Uh huh. Yeah, everybody
1: no. at least asked one or two employees. Yeah. Yep. So it's easier now though with the internet. At least it's the the fire starts more quickly, but it goes out a lot faster.
0: It, it seems like huh? it's not enough. Like, whatever you get, it's not enough. You open it, you're like, oh, this is fun. Okay, next. Like, what am yeah. I getting next? Because it's just coming so fast and furious, especially in Marvel Legends, where it's like, we're going to get a wave a month or every other month for the next six months, and then all of a sudden, four waves all hit stores at once. And then as soon as you're caught up, you hear that two more waves are hitting. So it's like, you don't feel like you can catch your breath anymore. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: it has been particularly brutal as of recent. Yeah, you're right with the the four waves in the first two, three months, and then another two. And but they're supporting movies now, and that's the way the movies are coming too.
0: Yeah, they are. But well, we didn't have a Spider-Man movie in the last few months. So you know, we didn't, we didn't, we don't have yeah. a Dead. Well, we have a Deadpool movie coming. But I mean, it, I think they should have been spread out a little bit more. But that's the problem with the retailers just, just wanting to get product out on the shelf and not really you know, taking stuff early from the companies and things like that where they're not going to listen to what the companies want. Because once they get right. the toys, they, they can do whatever they want with them.
1: Right, and and that's, that's almost a, a crippling element as much as anything else because I feel like a company like Hasbro or a company like Mattel, even Funko, all of them, they all have a plan that they really worked hard on that if executed should work and then the the retailers get involved in their batshit crazy.
0: well yeah it's either we're going to sell everything at once or we're not going to sell it to you and yep. it's like hey if i came in and wanted and i've said this many times if i came in and i asked them for an ipad which could range, you know could go between three and six hundred bucks they'll they'll go out of their way they'll bend over backwards to sell it but if i right. walk in and i want to buy like on, on the last, you know, the low key Force Friday, if I wanted to walk in and buy all the Lego sets, all the Black Series toys and the vintage line, I easily could have spent 600 bucks. But nobody wanted to get them. They're like, oh, no, yeah, we're not done setting up yet. So it's it, I, I don't understand where the disconnect is or where the inconsistencies are, but it's frustrating and, as a collector.
1: And made worse by the fact that when you went in on Force Friday. Whether or not they were set up, they should have already been set up. Right. So that's their problem, not the, the the collector's problem, not the purchaser's problem.
0: Right. And and you can say, well, well, they're not out yet. Okay, you know, I know, but they're supposed to be out today. We'll come back later. Well, no, I'm not going to come back later. I, you should have had the reset done, the remod done the night before. Only one store that we went to out of like half a dozen actually had their remod done and were ready, but their shelves were empty. Like they didn't put any product out they put all the tags up, they emptied out the aisle, but they didn't put any product out. So it's it's frustrating.
1: You don't put it out, you don't sell it. Yeah. That's it. And then what do you do? You go online and you pay double because you're a lunatic.
0: I well, no, <laughs> I I wait it out. I don't I don't like to pay double for a retail thing. I some people do. I I mean, I know some right. people who I mean, yeah, I paid a little bit more for that silver surfer from Walgreens just because there are too many Walgreens like Walmarts and targets are a little more controllable. If you use BrickSeek, you have a better kind of scope of when things are out or, or where they are. But Walgreens, there's like, sometimes there's two or three in one town and it's like, I, I can't just chase something like that. So I paid a little bit more for the silver surfer. We got early.
1: I'm, I'm hoping to see it pop up. I, I'm, I'm excited for that silver surfer, but I'm also trying to, stop the Marvel Legends bleeding for me and and really focus down on what I want because I just don't have the space for it anymore.
0: So how is is it, you know, how do you balance the idea of having space for things and collecting things versus doing them as a hobby slash part-time job or in some cases full-time the way you put stuff out? Poorly. (laughs) I balance it poorly.
1: No, and I, I, and it's it's exacerbated heavily with the kids' stuff, um, just because they have so many toys and so much stuff. I can see you my own personal. You. Oh yeah, it's that's just, the games collection is insane. I I cannot come into this particular room, which is called the playroom slash office. I, I feel like it's going to fall down on top of me. There's so much stuff, but it's, you know, for the the current collections are our, our Marvel Legends or our Transformers. Really, not very much in the Star Wars front, but that stuff comes in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for the kids, the older guy, he's doing Transformers too. And it's just everything takes up so much space. It's it's almost more space than financial as the right. the potential problem and deterrence. Houses are only so big, and we're, we're not going to extend just so I can put another combiner in the in the window. Why not? We might ex- we might extend the house so I can put another combiner in the window. <laughs> It could
0: happen. So with the ki- with the kids, is it is it one has one, so the other one has to have one, or are there are there interests varied enough that you don't have to double, or in your case, sometimes triple buy things, or is one in the house enough? Like, how does that work for you guys?
1: So, uh, using transformers as an example again, um, just because it's the, the most recent and easiest to touch on, uh, with the erotimus stuff so Mm -hmm. my older guy wanted one and i'm like well that one's kind of the one that restarted this whole journey for me so i'm gonna keep that one (laughs) um and there's there's one or two where i'm like i'm gonna keep it but i've also for myself kind of graduated to the the heavy collector series the fans toys the the make toys like the, Mm -hmm. the crazy ridiculous ones so those we're not doubling up on um for his he's pretty much he's pure hasbro he loves all the quote unquote chugs is what the kid, the cool kids are calling him now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and he has a very independent interest in it. He knows which guys he wants, um, and we're we're not doubling up. And for the little guy, it's really just about once in a while throwing him one or two, just so he has something that's cool. And we're really not doubling up there either. But they're one is eight, and the other one is going to be six. So mm-hmm. their interests are still pretty different. The little guy likes like Grocery Gang and the Flesh Force and like all the little rinky-dink collectible stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. It's only 3 or 4 dollars a thing and it doesn't take up any space. But the the big guy is hardcore Transformers nerd, hardcore Pokémon.
0: Do you think that's going to keep going? Or do you think they're going to Do you think you being into it so much it's going to keep it going? Or do you think they're going to like everybody kind of slowly kind of comes out of it when they hit their teenage years?
1: I think the older guy will probably keep up with some of his nerddom. certainly Pokémon. He might move on from Transformers. But he's already feeling the, the pinch and pull of video games. He's all about Fortnite. So he's um, with his friends there. Uh, the little guy, though, is probably going to end up being a, a more sportsy kid. Mm-hmm. He likes you know, being outside, playing outside. So that could intercede in, in his collectible journey.
0: What about yours? <laughs> Did it take a break for high school and junior high?
1: Yeah, I think I, I dove pretty heavy into video games junior high high school was final fantasy VII time frame for me.
0: Oh, you're one of those that was, kids.
1: That was the dawn of the PlayStation 1 and and then I ended up working in video games. So I really didn't get back into to collecting again, let's say I went from GI Joe Transformers, maybe Voltron with a long break all the way up until probably almost when I went when just before I met my wife with the the McFarlane NFL figures.
0: So McFarlane McFarlane seems to pull everybody back in. Everybody we've been talking to is like, Oh yeah, the spawn figures are what brought me back in, but it was it was the sports figures that brought you back in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was never big on the spawn, but the I was big into football then and they were really doing something cool with that. So
0: and then that When was that when was that for you? Like year wise?
1: Um ah, probably two thousand one, two thousand two, sometime around. Um and it, it went from that right back into Marvel um i think i ended up getting rid of most of that collection i was like i oh, forget it i'm done with this i don't have the space for it and i just kept the guys i wanted and then i discovered uh marvel universe mm-hmm. with a couple of, like the captain america hawkeye 2 pack really the first waves that came out in i think 2008 2009 and from there it's just been a shit show of collecting stuff
0: what's it, what's it like for you to kind of do it as an adult like besides having to do it with the kids and doing it for a website? I mean, we talked a little bit about the frustrations of buying stuff at stores, but what's it been like for you as an adult kind of putting your money into certain avenues, like buying the bigger stuff and, but still getting the retail stuff and how do you kind of make those choices?
1: Poorly as well.
0: (laughs) I think that's, I, I mean, you're talking to the guy who wasn't getting enough Marvel toys when it I don't know at the end of the last year and said, oh, "What the hell? We're going to go to Mexico 112. How many can we track down that are already out?" Oh like, because I'm just, was... I'm just bored. Like, honestly, like I, I, I have a little bit of extra money. I need to just burn it away. Like, and they're great figures and I love them, but it's like, yeah, no, I'm always looking for the next fix.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to to pull myself fully out of that, um, realizing essentially that I have to support the little kids next fix and mm-hmm. really more than just the next fix, but like braces are coming and all kinds of
0: stuff like that. But a so transformer? For, they don't need braces. They'll be fine. You're probably right. they will be happier with a transformer or a video sh- game. I mean, come on.
1: You aren't lying. No, you, I, I'll be happier with it, but it's, you know, I, I'm definitely at a point in, in my own collecting career, even with the transformer stuff where I'm like, all right, I got the stuff I really want. With the Marvel stuff, I, I mean, damn Hasbro, they keep making stuff that is really, really cool in the Legends line. So there's there's still some pull there.
2: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: you know, the the Deathlocks and the Taskmasters and the Silver Surfer from Walgreens. There's a lot of cool stuff, and you have to complete your Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, but,
0: I, every year at Toy Fair, we sit in the front row. You guys usually sit behind us. I don't know why. Um, I like
1: the same thing sit here. You don't want to
0: be up there with the professionals, the you know, the big guys. I'm sorry, the what <laughs> um Yeah, I, I every year, you know, Bill's usually there with us and he's usually punching me, going, shut up. Because as they're doing the slideshow, I'm like, I just look at it and go, God damn it, fuck, I was out, I was done. I had my collection, I was good. I didn't I didn't need another blaster. I right? I don't need another like, you know, cable. Like I I, I got a good one. And then they put it up on screen and I'm like, God damn it. And then Bill just looks over. He's like, you know, everybody can hear you, right? Like (laughs) transformers did that to me because I thought I was done. You know, I had my Rodimus that they made like way back when and I had the headmaster and I was fine. And you know, every time they do that, it's kind of like how many times am I going to buy Optimus prime? How many times am I going to buy Rodimus or Bumblebee? And it's, it it never stops because everyone. Right. Is the a answer better. is
1: always at least one more time.
0: Right, at least one more time. It's never right. good enough. So does that ever get in your way? Where you're like, oh, there might be a better one later. So why am I going to buy this now or spend the money now? Are you willing to gamble on those things?
1: So when I when I first started to see this broader world of of beyond the Hasbro Hasbro toby Transformers stuff, it became. Okay, well this version of this guy's really cool, this version of that guy's really cool, and I don't know about this version of this guy. But I think get to a point where I I made up my mind where if I was gonna if I was gonna go with a character, I'll pick the one I like the best and that's it. And if they make another one later, oh well, never mind. I, I'm I'm trying to, to keep good on that, uh that kind of promise to myself I wanna Morally ruin our, or financially ruin our family for for
0: Transformers. See, but I don't think that Rodimus is perfect yet. I think they've got one more in them. At least one more. Oh them. no, no that that Rodimus is is inspirational. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: call it inspirational. Uh, I I love it. I think they do have a better one.
0: Um, it's inventive. I think the way that they did it was was kind of inventive on how they kind of made him part of the bigger body. I think that was like right. a different change, but I don't there's something about the aesthetics especially from like the waist up that just yeah know, well
1: you have the open shoulders and right. and stuff like that there, there's there's a, a couple of wacky things about them but I think it, as far as a, a mainline retail shelf plastic version of that character there's never been anything to come
0: close to it well the well masterpiece version I mean that was retail right, well, that was like that was mass retail
1: it was it was kind of retail by the skin of its teeth though that that was you're yeah. talking ninety dollars, brand new, only at Toys R Us, and only if you were there in the first ten minutes to get it.
0: Oh, he stuck around for a while. Like I got the yeah. Grimlock. Yeah, it was hard for me to pass on him because he just looked so good. Um, yeah, but I ended up passing on him. So, but
1: uh, I, I, I do have that MP uh, Rodimus. I absolutely love it. That's since since I restarted, I saw that. I'm like, all right, well, that's. That's the one that actually looks like the guy in the movie more than anything else. But as far as real, true, like Target, Walmart, mass, mass release, Mm -hmm. that Rodimus is definitely untouchable.
0: So, what do you think? What do you think is going to be like for us now without Toys R Us? I mean, Walmart and Target—they just, I think they're, I think they won, and they know they won, and now it doesn't seem like they could care about getting stuff out. There's no competition for that, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. They won. They know they won, and now they really don't give a shit about us. So the question would become, who gives a shit about us? And I got to be honest, it's it's, it's not us. a lot of people. Right? It's it's us. it's us. It's It's Big Bad Toy Store, right? It's it's the the Toy Sources and, and Entertainment Earths. Those are the ones that, that really. That's where we're going to have to go to to get what we want, and and unfortunately, in a lot of the cases, we're going to pay more for what we want because that's just the the way the internet works.
0: It's yeah, it's going to be tough. Well, the other problem is I think the the quality has been fairly consistent with a lot of the product, but I still have that worry that, you know, the eye is going to be sideways. You know, oh, yeah. or the, or there's, you it's know, the, sideways. yeah, or the eyebrows are going to be, you know, off-centered or junior who you've met at like <laughs> he's he's like a toy rain man like he can look at a toy and just like go this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong wrong, put it back like he can see everything within two seconds and i look at it going i would never have seen any of those problems but now that you said that they're there they're there so i mean the online ordering stuff kind of makes that a lot harder as collectors to kind of want to put the money behind it i think to kind of pay for that and then worry about what quality wise, because I know stores like big, bad and entertainment earth are having trouble. If the Mezco's have a problem, they don't Mm -hmm. have extra stock so you can return it. You can get your money back, but you're not going to get another figure.
1: Right. And if you, I mean, history is the teacher, right? If if you don't pre-order any of those Mezco figures, you're not getting them.
0: Right. So I don't know what the future is going to be. So what's it like for you going to the shows and kind of seeing stuff early? What's that it's journey fun. been like? It's, How long have you been doing fun, it, by the way?
1: Um, I mean, not quite as, as long as you. I think you're probably older than everybody, right? <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Are say, so, no, actually, Jesse's been around longer. Jesse's been Jesse around longer. Jesse is very old. He's, Jesse, I mean, Jesse, yeah, Jesse no, is the elder statesman as far as the online writing kind of stuff. but uh, But yeah. But no, I've been around a while. But how long? When was your first Toy Fair or, or New York Comic Con as as a press? As I, I
1: think as as a press, um, my first Comic Con was 2011. I think I was a website for all of 15 minutes at that point, and I, I wrote them and and I applied for press, and they were like, "Yeah, sure, come on down."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then every year since, I've had like 10,000, 15,000 unique monthly visits, and they're like, "Who are you? Get out!" So, uh, but that first year. Boy, was it glorious! So I, I went to, to I went to uh, to Comic Con that year, and then mm-hmm. I went to Toy Fair. My first Toy Fair was probably 2012, and every year since, I really haven't missed either or. Although, I, admittedly, I'm really heavily toying with the idea of just not bothering with Comic Con this year. Last year was just
0: meh. What do you What
1: but do you toy get fair, at?
0: What What do you Why? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with New York Comic Con? I just, I I feel like there's,
1: there's too many people Mm -hmm. and, and there's, there's plenty of good content, but because of the amount of people getting to the good content in a, in a manner in which it's, it's relevant and still timely and meaningful is, is becoming a challenge. I don't know that I want to, I don't know that I want to do that anymore. I I mean, I I would still go, I would, I would still hope that, that companies like Hasbro and, and the like still kind of do their thing. Mm-hmm. And I would still love to take part in those, but those are generally off-site. I mean, Mezco is, is probably the next on the list. And Mezco, at, at this point, uh, I don't know if you remember what happened with Mezco at this year's Toy Fair. They they sold two exclusives. They were sold out in the first four hours of the show. Comic-Con. Yeah. At, at, you at said Comic-Con. Toy Fair.
0: Yeah. No, we, uh, we got those uh, as a gift at Toy Fair just for everybody. We didn't buy them. Because <laughs> that was those, a big rumor going around that uh, we bought
1: them. And that was that was amazing, man. I, I love that Batman. Yeah, he, he he sits on my shelf at work. Big challenge at work. I don't know. They, they might take our offices away soon. Mm-hmm. Move us. If I go to a cube, I have like a whole Mezco collection. I have no idea where I'm going to put. This is a point of stress in my life. This is why we have problems.
0: You know, I will say this. IKEA has these new little light boxes. Mm-hmm. They're really great for collectibles, and they keep the dust off, and they light up, and you can stack them as cubes. They're really cool. That's right. I'll, have to take a, I'll show you later. I'll show you after we're done with this. It's amazing. I, I've got the Ghost Rider bike right now set up in there, and it lights up, and it lights up all the... From underneath, it lights up all the flames. looks really That's nice.
1: That's got to look really neat. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, but they're like 25 or 30 bucks, and they're like That's an 8x8 nice. eight eight cube. So they're perfect, and then they stack, and then they all plug in, and they... Yeah, it's kind of cool, but...
1: Um, probably get uh, anyway,
0: so, so, so back to Comic-Con, yeah. I, I just
1: as far as toy based content, certainly I I feel like it's, it's limited availability anyway.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: What was your experience last year? I I mean, what what did you think?
0: So New York, New York is hard because for us on the East coast, we're right there. So it makes it difficult to say, I'm going to spend 200 bucks on a hotel when a train tickets like 40 or 50 bucks. So I can sleep in my own bed, even though it's an hour and a half two-hour commute for me up in Connecticut and us. Um, so it has to be something really compelling to kind of take us, st- like we go to New York Comic-Con every year, but again, I, I think it's equal. I think where we put most of our time or our money is um, San Diego. Like it's like right now, you know, it's, it's getting down to the wire. San Diego's coming in the next few months. And yeah, 100% we're like, oh no, we're going to Comic-Con. And this year I'm by myself. We, I might have help, but for the most part I'm by myself. So it's going to be interesting to try to cover all that content and try to figure out what the focus is of the website. I think that's the hardest thing for me is, like you said, it's you know getting things up in a timely manner, getting things up so they're relevant. But the bigger question is, what's the purpose of the website? And I think that's what Caster's Corner is kind of working on right now. What are we? Are we a podcast? Are we a YouTube show? with you know, Or are we a joint on YouTube show? Or I, I don't know. And And that's the bigger that's the harder question to kind of think about because I, I think the written stuff is is gonna go away. Like I don't think people are reading three page articles on toys. I just don't.
1: see i I, I always settled myself. I, I don't know if you've read much of of my MU review content.
0: I, I do well, I read it pretty what, often
1: what i what I convinced myself of very early on because I was writing like three or four page things it got to a point where I realized how much time and effort and energy I was putting into like these diatribes about toys. And I came to the realization that nobody, they just scrolling into the pictures anyway. So I've really tried to condense a lot of that content. And it's, it's the same with little geeks for us too. The the written stuff, I, I agree. It's, it's very condensed.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: really high level bullets. Hey, do you really want this? And you not really want this. With Little Geeks, we have the the video component, which is obviously the, the big compelling piece. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet thing, but that's the best thing that's ever been recorded on YouTube. Just saying. Um, but but for Mu Review, basically, I'm relying on pictures because I, I can't see myself talking uh, on on a on a YouTube channel about toys. I just feel like I'm too goofy for that.
0: I I I think the the problem is I haven't figured out. or or maybe it's just, I just haven't spent enough time. It's everybody. And I mean, there's certain sites that do the YouTube thing with the figures, but, and there's one in particular that you spend most of the time looking at the guy's hands. Can't stand that.
1: Holy shit. I can't stand that.
0: Like (laughs) if you're going to use a photo, um, a video editing program, why not take high quality pictures and use voiceover? Like, why do you have to be holding the figure and spend 15 minutes with just staring at your hands, holding a figure, and you can't see the points they're talking about because their hands are in the way?
1: Right, or or, or get like a, a little Lazy Susan or a rotating platter or something.
0: There, there, there are thing. options. So, I mean, I think that's the other thing where it's I, – I think you could do video. I think you just have to figure out how much time you want to spend on it. And if you're you're running two sites – so it must be. Yeah,
1: no, it's already murder. I, let me tell you, today we have we have twelve little geese videos to do this week. We got through seven and a half today, and I do kind of want to kill myself.
0: <laughs> What's it like producing <laughs> and directing, you know, the kids and trying to get them? Like, how many outtakes are, are, do you have? A lot of outtakes.
1: I don't. I delete them so that we don't get arrested. No, we wouldn't get arrested. <laughs> but but uh, no, usually the, we record in four K, so I don't keep anything that we don't actually use just because I'm not made of storage hmm. um, but yeah I mean we've we've had some fun outtakes and if they're fun fun enough I'll share them with the family but for the most part it's you know I, I try to to get them to say how much it costs what the pages are make sure that they thank the company that send it to us and for the rest of the video for the most part unless I think there's something clever or funny I'm like all right go it do it do whatever you want say some stuff talk about what you like.
0: So do you think there's a shelf life on that for you? Uh, it's probably to
1: the extent that they want to do it, right? Okay. Because they they get very difficult about stuff like the little ones. Like, I don't want to do that today. And I'm like, all right, then we're not going to do it. Like, I, I'm i doing this for you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? I, I don't have a vested interest. In, like, I really break my ass with contacting toy companies, with doing photography, with doing writing and posting and editing. i like... If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it.
2: Right.
1: So so it, it really is. And you know they come out like, all right, well, we do really want free toys. So let's keep doing it. So I guess as long as they're motivated by that, it's probably going to be a thing. And, and certainly as long as people keep sending us stuff.
0: Have you thought about that for Emory Review too, where it's like, because a couple of years ago, there was a blogger bash. And I think I saw you, I think that's where I met you. Probably. Um, yeah. And the boat, that boat, blogger bash thing. That was yep. god, I was so seasick. Um but they before they did the blogger bash on the boat and showed all the toys, they had a um website kind of how to, how to do your website, like how to promote your website, how to make it sustainable, how to do it. And and the question always was every website has an end date. Like you should have an exit strategy like how you know what are you going to do when, when you don't want to do it anymore and i don't think i've ever thought in that mind frame before where i always just thought you know in my head it's you know new york times time magazine you know like in our town like the current like all these institutions that are news like or any of the news channels cnn and all that stuff those are all sustainable those all you don't think of those going away and I think when I started this website, I just figured it was always going to be what it is, and I'm kind of. This year has been kind of like a journey of what is what is it. So I don't know how you feel about it, but do you think twenty years from now you're going to be doing, you're still going to be posting up pictures and doing reviews or? We're, we're twenty just, is a long time. It is, I, I, but but it goes like that. I mean, I, Marvel I, Legends has been around for almost twenty years. I mean, we're we're knocking on. Right. 20 years in a couple Yeah,
1: you're right yeah absolutely knocking on 20 years i, I mean I, I i we've actually had similar conversations offline um 20 years i don't know and i'd be lying if that that uh that bluehost renewal email comes out and i'm not like am eh, i gonna do it but i did it so we got another two years at least mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I know we'll definitely do two years will we go beyond that um Mu review is is certainly a marvel targeted site i really haven't expanded coverage to the, the latest passion of transformers i feel like if i merge the two there's a whole different financial implication and i don't want to take that leap yet mm-hmm. um but for now i mean we'll we'll keep tracking legends as long as it's fun and interesting and i don't think hasbro has any intentions to stop
0: no i think they're just gonna full seam ahead if anything toy fair showed us anything they're they're not slowing down mm-hmm.
1: The gloves are off for them. They're 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 punching full weight at this point.
0: And I heard that Fox deal's done too, and I, yeah, phase, I've heard very phase interesting. phase four after the next Avengers movie, like they're ready to go. Like, four, yeah, yeah everything's <clears throat> on, the, on the table. So that just opens up a whole new avenue for Hasbro to kind of move forward. So right. I, I don't see any kind of end in that site
1: And it, I mean, that's exciting, and I, I think maybe that's it for me. As long as it's exciting. Um and as long as it's kind of got marveled into it and I'm just kind of feeling it out, right? With with the little geek stuff. Certainly there's I I, I know we've also discussed this, right? There's a, a much bigger appetite to get in front of the eyeballs of little kids. Right. Like there's a, there's you know, if, as an adult collector you can reach out to Mattel and, and ask them for X, Y, and Z or or you can reach out to, you know, Super 71 Want He Man figures or whatever. Everybody wants that. Right. Mm. But for kids, it's like, Hey, we're a kid site and this is our address and shit just shows up.
0: Yeah. They so love mommy bloggers.
1: They, they love mommy bloggers. So I, I'm in an interesting position too, because I'm not a mommy blogger.
2: Well,
1: I'm a dad of, of boys. Eh. Right. So that's, that's kind of a, a different demographic than a lot of people are hitting. And you know, it's, it's, in the space, it's really like it's the the Skylander Boy and Girl, which my kids love, which mm. drives us crazy because it's ninety percent the mother and the father on the, the channel the whole time. It, it really is. It's, yeah. it's not about toys. It's it's them being goofballs and they they're successful. They're more power to them, but it's it's not my thing. And I I think we're doing something interesting there, and we'll we'll ride that until, like I said, they don't want to, and when they don't want to, I don't know, maybe uh maybe I will hang it up. I wasn't prepared to be depressed tonight. <laughs> that's Girl, what the alcohol's dick. for. <laughs> All right, never mind.
0: That's why we keep drinking. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm in this. Then that, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to reinvent this podcast, and I, I, you know, everybody that's that's heard one of these already has heard the whole like. I don't know where DJ is going to fit in the thing, so. You might be first. You might be last. I don't I don't know, because we've got about six. It's a series of like, what's it like being a collector? And I've got this whole like idea of where I think the conversation is going to go. And then it completely takes a left turn in every single one of these so far. So I have no idea like where it is. And so I'm trying to reinvent this podcast so that I'm kind of getting all you guys ready to say, hey, I'm going to knock on your door every like six weeks and say I want to do a podcast about whatever's going on this week. Because I think that that's – I think the multimedia, I think the YouTube, I think podcasting, I think the more images and, and in some way social media, even though everybody seems to be jumping ship in a lot of ways for all that stuff, is is where it's going to go. I don't, I don't think anybody's sitting down and reading as much as they used to, like we just said. I so. 100%
1: agree with that. Absolutely. Nobody has time for it. But on, on the flip side too, though, <clears throat> uh, just providing my perspective yeah. on – you know, the challenges that I face when I try to consume media when you're in a place with kids and you've got you're trying not to disturb them or do whatever, or maybe you're in a workplace on break or in a cube or something, you can't listen to stuff. I've, that's always been one of my challenges to, to just kind of let myself be consumed with YouTube or, or let myself go really nuts with podcasts. I have friends, family who live and die by podcasts, they load their iPad or iPod and um. iPhone. I don't know who uses a freaking iPod anymore? Uh, but they they load up and they they go. But I I've never been able to just isolate myself to listen to it. So I've always gone the route of pictures. I look for pictures. I look for somebody to tell me the the story the fastest they can. Just give me the information I want and get the hell out of my way has always been my media consumption.
0: Well, that's is it. is that because it's? Do you think that's because it's easier for you to get the the thing? Like you know. I want to say that movie reviewers were a much more prestigious of a career back then or a job where, you know, Siskel and Ebert or or any of those guys um, would, Gene Shallot and, and all those guys that would be on the different shows and on Entertainment Tonight, I think it was Leonard Maltin, where, where they would review a movie and you would take their opinion as like, like the highest frame of reference. But because movies weren't something that everybody went to see all the time. But now, between Netflix and movie theaters and all these movie pass things and, um, you know, Voodoo and Hulu and, and DVDs coming out, you know, three months after the movie hit theaters, like... Which, mind you, is not fast enough. It, well, it, depends. Fast enough. it depends. It depends. It depends.
1: I want Black Panther. I want Black Panther today.
0: Go yeah, on. Yeah, like another week. Another week or two. I know. Um, Still too far. It is. It, it's a good movie, though. But... um like it, it, we don't need that expert. Like the world of the expert is gone away because it's so easy to get access to the information. Like, we don't need well, somebody to boil it down for us as much. Like, we don't need somebody to okay. tell us it's good because we can watch it for ourselves very easily without any effort and make the decision on our own.
1: So, in reference to movies, yeah, you make a solid point. For toys, though, I think there's that there's still that, yeah. Anybody can get it, but do you really want to spend thirty dollars if it sucks?
0: Do you think it's that case for the mass retail stuff, though? Like, I don't know if it's if that's the case. Where I think, like with Marvel Legends, like I want it because I want it, and it doesn't matter if you tell me it sucks. i really get I'm it so going anyway, to buy yeah. it, like because I might find some value in it. I might like the character, or I might like the the team that this completes for me, or. No, you're,
1: you're all over it right now. You're 100%. You're dead on. People are, specifically with Marvel Legends, it could be poop in a box with the right set of arrows, and as long as that's the right Hawkeye for them, right? they're like, yeah, fine. You're absolutely right. But then, yeah, and then, and No it offense, Hasbro, never poop in a box.
0: <laughs> uh, there's, there's been a figure or two where I've questioned whether or not it should have been put out, but not many. Like, it's not hmm. many. Um,
1: Certainly not recently. It's been very good.
0: But... I think it also goes back to the idea of that idea that we we mentioned before of you know if you don't pre-order a one twelve figure you're not going to get it, or if you get it you're going to pay triple retail. So nobody's going to wait for the review because these companies aren't sending out early samples review for copies, us to review right. copies. We get the review copies if we get them at the same time that everybody else is getting them. So and by then
1: you're right it's too late. Yeah, it's
0: too late because either you have it or you don't. So I don't think anything. I think the only thing that kind of swayed my decision was I read Michael Crawford's review of the 112 classic Superman. And that's what was like, Hey, I've got nothing to buy. I kind of want this. One of our sponsors has it in stock. I'm so wait, go. To
1: be clear, it was, it was Michael Crawford's review, not DJ Peluso's review. Just want to well,
0: make sure. We're... His pictures were really nice. His pictures were <laughs> really good. I just got
1: a new camera, so things should be improving.
0: No, no, I'm Working not saying. I'm not saying, but his looked like you were looking at Christopher Reeve. Like,
1: yeah, he, no, that that Mezco One Twelve Superman figure is unbelievable. And, he, hey, and he
0: used and he used a macro lens, so he got really close, really close up shot, up close shots of it that made me go, oh yeah, no, I kind of like the figure. But then after seeing his pictures, I was like, yeah, no, I need to have it. And then I had it, and then that meant, well, the Flash is really cool. Yeah, The
1: Flash is really cool. Hey, did you know Green Lantern's eventually coming out? They've been teasing pictures of Darkseid. Hey, wait a minute. They have Iron Man and Captain America and Deadpool and Wolverine?
0: Shit. I have a a rule with those, though. It is DC Comics only, and they have to be somewhat classic. So Flash and Zoom, Shazam, Black Adam, Green Arrow, Deathstroke, Think that's it that i've gotten so far but dark is on the list and the green lanterns kind of it's kind of on the list but i'm not sold yet
1: but you want and and i think maybe from side conversations there's kind of been a sort of loose guarantee that hal is coming so you're if you don't want john stewart don't burn on john stewart
0: right but the idea of having a green lantern core behind hal jordan i'm all uh, right
1: well uh, yeah I just bought a dozen.
0: Yeah. I just bought a dozen pork blacks, black series porks because you, you can't not have an army builder. Like, <laughs> I can't stop buying these things, and I did that with the Hydra soldiers. Like when I found them when they first came out, I'm up to six sets right now. And I guarantee you, cool. if any of my Toys R Us has got them in clearance aisles. I I would definitely pick up a few more. Like,
1: I mean, had you waited, you could have had them for as much as ten percent off.
0: They're 15 this week. Whoa. Hey, listen. Actually, I got them for 20% off because of all my rewards yeah. dollars.
1: It was Money's money is money. It's great to say that. It. it definitely is. Um, but the Toys R Us liquidation has been a little bit uh, disappointing.
0: I think I think what I heard that in one of the aisles where they're like, they're going out of business or, and this is a, you know, all sales or final clearance kind of get everything out the door. And somebody was like, how dare they put this, you know, what do they expect people to pay 10% off? And in, in some cases, yes, I agree. But I also want to see those employees that are staying till the bitter end to actually get paychecks. So 10%, oh, yeah. 10% yeah. off, yeah. I'm okay with that for now, especially with, with what's left in the store. Um, it doesn't even touch their markup. I mean, their markup's 25% on retail. So it's like the 10% percent doesn't even touch it um, unless you're getting like a specialty item.
1: I, I stole some of them. Well, stole, I stole a sale from them actually. As recently as last night, I went in and there was this young family looking at. Uh, a, I'm not going to name the game because I don't want to make them mad. But they were looking at a game, and it's a hundred dollar game. Yeah. And Toys R Us had it for ten percent off. And I'm like, listen, this was at Barnes and Noble's two days ago for thirty nine ninety nine. Do not buy it here. They are insane. Their markup yeah. is. It is. I mean. Come on.
0: I mean, between the this, I mean, Jesse went into this on one of his rants on his YouTube channel about, you know, why they went out of business. But um, I think it's that. And then their markup, like they actually expect people and the markups don't make any sense because I, I remember if they released Legos when they were releasing Legos, like two weeks before the, the sale date, it would be standard retail. And the minute that the release date came around, they jack up the prices 25%. Like it, I was like... I, <laughs> It doesn't, it's like, oh, now everybody can get these I, I mean, the, two weeks before Everybody else had them, I would Agree with a 25% markup But when everybody else has them, don't make Yours more expensive than every other store Right Like, and, Yeah, I don't know So
1: they, they were clearly destined to fail And that's sad, because it's our childhood
0: Yeah But, I mean, I've watched Bradley's clothes I've watched Caldor's clothes, we've watched Toy Works And KB clothes I don't think that's deterred our collecting in any way. I think it's just... Yeah. It's made us a smarter collector I overall. like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not driving three states away to get something because I know I can find it locally or online and I don't have to make that trip. Whereas back then, I would definitely do... I've driven to Massachusetts and Rhode Island in a day and then back to Connecticut just to find something. So it's not beyond the realm of possibility
1: i i usually try to stay within nassau suffolk i've never gone beyond nassau or suffolk county to find anything so your crazy is bigger than my crazy
0: oh my crazy doesn't touch bill's crazy so if you put me and bill and junior in a car we could end up in california one day like that's insane (laughs) but i
1: I mean i i gotta come home right (laughs) I got the kids. That's the
0: advantage of not having kids. You just have to find somebody to watch the dog. Like that's the advantage of not having kids. Like as long as the dog's fed and let out, yeah, I'm going can... to
1: Wyoming. I watch the dog.
0: <laughs> in a few months I'm going to be like I'll be in San Diego watch the dog. Um so I don't know, do you think you'd ever go to San Diego? Do you think you'd ever go for the spectacle?
1: I've always had it on the list, but the the price of admission, the price of plane ticket, the price of staying once again, I, I got kids, and we got bills, and it's just not feasible.
0: It's too grand Just see. So it know.
1: really is. It, it, is. it,
0: it absolutely is. The, the
1: reason I do New York Comic Con or have done is because it is uh, $40 train ticket two days, and then $30 train ticket for two days, and that's it. Right. It's just really not that bad for me. But San Diego is is brutal, and if a Marvel Legends exclusive comes out, I know a guy going that I that can probably hook me up So I don't need to go that bad otherwise
2: mm-hmm.
0: So when you go to these conventions Is there anything you look for When you go to these that kind of make it worth Like not the work but You know you take off the work hat And you're looking in the dealer's bins For something that you never had or you always wanted
1: You know I Really probably the first time Was this New York Comic Con where I was like oh, Let me see what's going on with, with some of the dealer bins With some of the Transformer stuff but with for, for for the marvel stuff i've always just been so ahead of the curve whether or not hasbro has sent it to me if i wanted it it no, was i mean the
0: house. not so much like modern retail but things like recapturing your childhood like there's one there's one white whale for me that i i've seen at a comic-con i should have bought it at the time because the price was insanely good but it didn't um but since I was five years old, I've been, well, uh, seven years old. I've been looking for this one toy and I've never gotten it. What is, toy? I'm not saying that. That's okay. No, you
1: have to, you can't, you cannot pull an hour of content out of me and then not give me your five-year-old white whale.
0: Um, it's, it's Cyborg. It's the superpower Cyborg. It's the last okay. wave. There's it, nothing, it, there's no shame in that. No, there is shame that I found it for 175 bucks. And I should have bought it. I should have just asked everybody that I was with that day at New York Comic Con and bought it. Um, because now he's going for like twelve hundred to
1: two thousand. That's insane. You should have bought it. I should have bought You're it. You're an asshole.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it's it's not consistent because five years ago it was this one person had it for one seventy five, but I've never seen it that low. Um, but eBay prices kind of have inflated it, and I've never seen it again. So it's kind of one of those kind of someday when I've got the disposable income and I don't want to spend the two grand on going to San Diego, maybe I'd buy it, but what about you? I I, I think for
1: me that, that one thing that I've kind of always gone to cons and looked at and seen and been like, I'm not paying $300 for a freaking Optimus Prime. It's not going to happen. I was able to alleviate and and fulfill that uh, just by virtue of being on social media groups. I ended up getting a a, a masterpiece Optimus Prime for seventy five bucks with the trailer,
0: nice,
1: and an accidental Year of the Horse Optimus Prime for like twenty five bucks. So I was like, all right, those those were really my white whales, kind of going through because I never really had. I, I had the G one Optimus, but uh, the G one Optimus sucked.
0: Yeah. but it was <laughs> great. It was great <laughs> at the time,
1: like right? Exactly. Yeah. but but now looking at what's happening with plastic, it's like, what were they even doing
0: back then? I do miss but, the metal toys, though. I do miss metal toys.
1: The the metal stuff is always awesome. So, oh, yeah, it. I, we're we're watching the, the whole G one cartoon with the kids now too. So it's, we're in deep. It's so bad.
0: In some cases, the shows are really bad too. <laughs> so, uh,
1: not for another, Transformers is probably one of the more redeeming ones. It, it seems to me like they have a a, a message and strong characters. He Man's a little rough to swallow these days.
0: Yeah, He-Man's I think the roughest. I think I think Master I think Mas, uh, Masters is the one that's that's hard to swallow. But I think uh, Transformers and GI Joe hold up because they were made to market the toys, of course, but also they had that message. Right. I think Thundercats. I I don't know. It, it's a soft spot for me, but I think Thundercats holds up pretty well too. I think between the animation and the story, the, the continuous storyline, where there was actually a through line through a lot of the seasons which wasn't right. consistent with a lot of the other shows. I think that was another piece that kind of made it a little bit better. But
1: Agreed. And, hey, there's uh, they're redoing Voltron on Netflix now. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, Voltron's been good. They're, re- they're redoing She-Ra, by the way, too. I had heard rumors of that. I... I, I've i heard some drama about that, too, about like what everybody should look like. And it's interesting verse, when – when the toy companies get involved and say, well, we want to market these toys and the designers are, you know, or the animators are going, well, yes, but we want these to be a little more diverse and a little bit, <clears throat> you know, a little more accessible to a lot of different people. And where where the marketing versus the art or the storytelling kind of pushes things, I think that's an interesting thing that might come out in the next few months, depending on when the, I'm sure they'll show some stuff at Comic-Con, so we'll see. So right oh, wow, about,
1: I look forward to your coverage.
0: Yeah. We'll see what it actually is. We're bringing, we're bringing everything. We, we don't know. We've got, we've got a lot of options this year um, and I don't plan to sleep much and there's a Costco down the street so I can get a big bottle of Jack Daniels to help me work at night and just <laughs> screw sleeping, just barrel through all the coverage. So we'll see what happens.
1: You- you know Jack Daniels doesn't actually help you work, right? You're aware of that. It's,
0: oh, it makes me that's... type so much faster. I don't care <laughs> if people can read it. It's going to make the videos and, and the podcasting stuff a lot more entertaining. Are you kidding me? It'll be like a Blair Witch Project San Diego couple. <laughs> Code. Yeah, I've, I, I'm not going to say which one, but I've definitely gone to – I've definitely gone and said, you know what? Screw it. Um, a little bit of a vacation, a little bit of a um, – I want to have some fun. I don't want to be working all the time. I've There's a couple cons where I've gone in – a little tipsy where like I've gone to parties or whatever and then had to go into do a coverage and things. And I'm like, Oh, this is so much more fun. I talk so much more. <laughs> it's so much more know, interesting. I haven't
1: done that yet. That's maybe that's my white whale. Maybe I need to go to New York Comic-Con, kind of hammer and just, cause I've never really taken the work hat off. It's, it's always been, all right, my schedule is booked from start to finish. Let's go.
0: I it's, it's definitely interesting. I will say this. There was one time where Bill and I were supposed to interview. It wasn't like a one-on-one. It was a press room, but we had space in the press room, and we had good space in the press room um, when Iron Man 3 was coming out to interview Shane Black, Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Feige, um, and Don Cheadle. And Bill called me up. I was done for the day. I'd put it to bed, Wired invited us to a party. I was at the Wired party. I'm at the rooftop. It's a beautiful day. I'm tanked because HBO's throwing a party, and it's just open bar. So I'm trying every one of their drinks and I'm like in such a good mood and Bill calls me and he's just like, "Hey, um I can't make the interview." And I was oh like <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean you can't make the interview?" He goes, "Something came up and I got to go back to the hotel and I got to take care of something." And I'm like, "I'm really fucked up right now. <laughs> I'm really drunk. <laughs> I don't think I could go either, but somehow i got from the hard rock hotel to the Bayfront. anybody that's been to san diego will know what that means it's about a two block walk and you know go all the way downstairs walk two blocks get into the hotel get into the press room get a really good spot and i'm standing there with my tripod trying to videotape the thing and it made it so much easier to ask questions it made it so much easier to just raise my hand and not care and when they kept waving me off like no, like they're like yeah no we'll get to you and then they take somebody else instead my hand just shot right back up and you know it it just it made it so much easier it made it so much easier that was a really good year at Comic Con I will say that um, but yeah so we should we should we should plan that either either that or Toy Fair open up with like Bloody Marys and mimosas and then go to our appointments
1: oh my goodness I, I you know what Zach and Diamond Select Toys would be fun DC would be fun
0: yeah oh yeah hundred percent. And NECA would be fun. Randy would be fun. Like, all the guys. Oh, yeah. Or bring... You know, you know all what we should do? do? You know what would be great? Okay. No. This is what we should do. We should team up for Toy Fair next year and just walk around with it. Like, walk around with our thing. Going. <laughs> here you go. We're just gonna, open a container? Yeah. No, no, no. Open container. Just bring it over and say, okay, we're going to have mimosas here. Like, it's it's not public. It's a private show. We brought these for the walkthrough. We thought you'd enjoy breakfast with us. Help us, help like, us enjoy the
1: day. Speaking of Downey Jr., the, the little the whiskey container in the, in the, in the gun. And, uh, was it a gun crate when it pops up? Yeah. just bring that to every booth. Yeah. So just, go. Psh, psh. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. I mean, all right. Just we're, let me know. We're about an hour or so. Um, we'll wrap it up, but, uh, anything you want to plug, you want to talk about where, 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 can people find you? Where can people go to, to find your stuff?
1: So we, we can be found at mureview.net for all the, uh, Marvel and pop culture entertainment news. You can stomach for the day. And if you have kids, you can hit us at uh, littlegeeks.com or youtube.com slash littlegeeks. There's a lot of entertainment there. and We work very, very hard on on Little Geeks in particular this weekend. We've got a lot of great stuff in the can with a a little bit more to come.
0: How do you you spell Little Geeks just because I know it's a little different than everybody else would? Good call.
1: L-I-T-L-G-E-E-K-S. L-I-T-L-G-E-E-K-S.com. Or youtube.com slash little geeks, Instagram at little geeks, uh, Twitter at little geeks, all that good stuff. All right. And yeah, and so, go, go ahead. Well, where can we find you?
0: <laughs> I think everybody that's listening to this is on the website that you can find us at Caster's Corner and at Instagram and Twitter and Facebook because we were smart and got ads for everything before somebody else scooped them up. So, we have all nope. our ads. Yeah
1: little geeks worked out MU review is a little rough i think i've at EMU review for you on instagram it makes no sense
0: but you got it you got yours. so all right cool thanks thank we'll you very you much sir. good talking to you good talking yep, to you absolutely. too yeah
1: hey, i'll call you in six weeks when i need to do a podcast again all right? yeah yeah no i will
2: i will i'll call you i'll hit you up for you.